The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empower Radio presents The Miracle of Healing with Lisa Campion. Meet healers, learn different modalities, and hear empowering stories of people on their healing journey. The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Lisa Campion. Hey there, I'm Lisa Campion, and this is The Miracle of Healing on Empower Radio, where we come together to discuss all kinds of healing, and we need a lot of that right now, maybe more now than ever. So if you're new to my show, I'm super happy to have you here. And if you've been listening for a while, super happy to have you back. So today we're going to do kind of something that's fun. um, And that is two psychics talking about what it's like to be psychic. And I have my good friend Lydia Dustin here with me today. And she describes herself as a real sort of Harry Potter, a magical person raised by muggles. Um, and ha- she has worked really hard um, to develop her psychic skills um, over the years. And she's, you know, really a great energy healer and, and a good friend to me, too. And we wanted to talk a little bit today about my first book. It's called The Art of Psychic Reiki. And I wrote it because I, what I found over the years is that, <laughs> so funny, thank you, Lydia, was that um, I've been teaching Reiki for like 22 years. I always know because I learned the year my daughter was born, so I have to think about how old she is. But um, what I found in all the years of teaching Reiki is that people who are sort of psychically inclined, um, when they study Reiki, it kind of pops open their psychic ability. And just like, I always think that like yoga, Reiki, and meditation are like the gate, I call them the gateway, like the gateway drugs to a bigger um, <laughs> spiritual opening. Um, so so I wanted to talk about psychic and Reiki with Lydia. Welcome to the show again, Lydia. Thank you so much for having me. It's really fun to t- yeah i know it is so fun to talk about it so um so where do we start like it's kind of two big topics to talk about um reiki and psychic let's maybe talk a little bit about what reiki is because i'm not sure everybody knows a lot of people don't really understand exactly what reiki is and then people talk about energy healing Mm. yeah what exactly is reiki Right. Yeah. So Reiki is a form of energy healing and it's um, from Japan. So it's like a gentle um, hands-on healing, although we can do it hands-off, especially now in the pandemic, a lot of people are doing hands-off and even long distance Reiki that 
works at establishing balance in our energy system. I, I think of it sometimes as like acupuncture without needles, you know, and Reiki practitioners are trained to move this universal life force energy. That's what it is, this this energy that animates all of us, that, that fills us. Um, we learn to focus that energy through us and and do it, you know, uh, give this Reiki to the whoever we're giving Reiki to. It's really good for like what, like back when I learned it in, in it was 1999, it was very fringe. It was sort of like way out in the field and people was sort of weird, like nobody knew what, what it was. And, and these days it's like, you know, um, in all the big city hospitals in Boston and Bo Boston is like famous for hospitals. Like there's so many world-class hospitals here in Boston and so many of them have full-time Reiki staff, you know? So people have found like, if you go get um, cancer treatments at Dana-Farber Cancer Center, they're, they have full-time Reiki practitioners now that are there working to give you um, Reiki treatments during your cancer, um, you know, receiving chemo, because they've, they've done a lot of research that has really legitimized Reiki as something that's very good for people for anxiety, depression, um, chronic pain. It's used a lot in pain clinics. Um, so it's gone from kind of this like fringy, new agey thing way over here to this, you know, now a, a lot of hospitals are using it. And that's been really exciting for me. Yeah, I knew when my mother got Reiki that it had like reached the mainstream. <laughs> it's just funny that everyone's talking about it. Yeah. You can you just take a class or can you just learn it? Like, can you just do it? Well, you really do have to study it. So there's, um, you know, there, lots of people have a natural ability to move energy. Like they can. Um, put their hands on people and and feel things move things and a lot of times i i talk to massage therapists or people that have their hands on people all the time and they say well i think i'm something's happening when i put my hands on people could it be reiki could i be doing reiki even though i've never been trained and i do think that we can move energy but it's not reiki you have to have something called an attunement for it to actually be reiki and, the, and an attunement is the process by which the teacher passes the ability to do Reiki to the student. And we do that by making some changes in the person's energy field that allow that person to pick up the frequency of Reiki, which is a very specific frequency. It's a frequency of unconditional love. Um, so I always say like Reiki really works for things that unconditional love can help us, which isn't everything, but it's a lot of things. And so you have this attunement and in Japanese, it's called Reiju and that means like initiation. So it's a kind of powerful way to change our energy field to pick up this specific frequency. So I, as you know, I'm super skeptical. And when someone tells me like, oh, I'm going to do this like a two-minute energy field, I'm like, okay, crazy, you go and do that. But um, I had this fantastic Reiki teacher. She was beautiful and really smart. Oh, it was you. <laughs> it's you. Like I felt like things change and felt like this rush of energy and it really i felt the change so i know they're real i was a believer i was a believer i was i know and that, that's one of the things that i love about reiki reiki has some like miraculous qualities to it so i sometimes say it's like a miracle which is good because we're talking about the miracle of healing on the show um and one of them is that it really once you have the attunement you your hands heat up like your hands get hot and that Reiki sort of famous for being hot hand, a hot hand style. And what's cool about that is that even people are skeptical and I'm, I'm kind of a skeptical person too. Like even though I'm a psychic and an energy healer, I'm not sure I really fully believe things until they happen to me, you know, until I experience them 
for myself. And so you, when you get Reiki, all of a sudden your hands get hot. Like you, you put your hands on somebody's shoulders or you give Reiki to your kid or your dog or your cat or yourself um, you, or your skeptical spouse. Let's say you put your hands on your, you get your Reiki attunement, and you put your hands on your skeptical spouse and your hands get hot, really, really hot, way hotter. That's not normal. It's not like a natural, well, my hands are just hot. And then you're like, dang, my hands are really hot. And your skeptical spouse goes, dang, your hands are really hot. Like it's kind of puts this proof in a way, in literally into the palms of your own hands, that something is going on that's bigger than, it's not just a coincidence, it's not, it's it's a little bit prove-worthy, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely, because I always say that things that do not make sense or do not happen in a regular day, like you put your hands and rub someone's back and they don't heat up like a iron. You know? Right, that's and, right. Uh, what that I noticed when I took Reiki with you um, is when you put your hands on the chakras, the energy centers of people, sometimes you just start to get information, which I was not expecting. Mm. And um, is that what you talk about when you talk about psychic Reiki, that you get, you, you kind of get to information about people or see things or? Yeah, kind of all of that. So I, I think I see, you know, sort of there are people who have kind of like the life purpose to be a healer are often drawn to study Reiki. And a lot of times those people uh, want to make a difference in the world. They are sensitives, they're empaths. Um, and by sensitives, I mean, they have some latent psychic ability, right? And they have, it could be our intuition. And there's lots of ways that psychic ability manifests in people. It's really normal. There's nothing to freak out or be scared about. But it, but if you think about a Reiki practitioner as a healer, it's a healing modality, then having intuition or getting or having psychic impressions that are helpful to you, like maybe telling you what to do in a healing or what's going on with that person or, oh, that's, you put your hands on their heart and you're like, all of a sudden, you know, they're really sad, even though they're not saying anything or you feel it in yourself in some way um, is it's a fantastic skill for healers to have like it sort of adds on to the toolkit whether it's our intuition or or psychic so i sort of define intuition as our own inner knowing like your your own inner wisdom um and psychic is like w the ability to get information from outside yourself that would be your spirit guides which is a you know scary topic for a lot of people go spirit guides what's that but it you know i'm <laughs> I've in all the years I've been doing psychic readings, we all have this team of spirit helpers that are with us. Um, angels, dead uncle Fred, your ancestor spirits, your soulmate, like who knows? There's we all have a team of people that are around us that are assisting us. And when we do Reiki, it tends to, like I said earlier with yoga, meditation, Reiki, these are three things that if you have latent psychic psychic ability, sort of pop it open. And when if you want to do healing work, it's an incredibly powerful benefit to open that. And what the reason that I wrote this book was I was teaching Reiki, I think it was like 2015. So it was quite a while ago, I was teaching Reiki and I, super cool, super psychic lady came up to me in the class and she said, you know, I was really nervous to take Reiki again. I took it like a long time ago and it just popped open my psychic so hard. And, um, and all of a sudden my house was haunted. There were spirits moving through my room there. You know, I was seeing and knowing things way too much about it everybody she said i was totally overwhelmed it freaked me out so hard that i just stepped away like i i stepped out of reiki i couldn't deal with it she told me she had asked her teacher about it and her teacher was like we don't talk about that in reiki like shh, quiet like don't 
no, I don't want to deal with that, you know? <laughs> and, and so I thought, wow, how sad it was that this woman who has incredible talent, she's gone on to be one of the most talented, successful healers I know. She's amazing. Um, sh how sad would it be if she had not gone back into it? Like the world would have lost an incredible healer if she had continued to shut, shut it down and be fearful of it. So that's moment was the idea when I was like, hmm, these things really me are meant to be together. Like, it's okay if your psychic opens, you just need to know what to do. And that's when I wrote the book. And that's why I swear, I recommend this book to everyone that has psychic abilities, because so often people are terrified to, mm -hmm. oh, like, if they look into it, they will be overwhelmed, it'll be scary, they won't be able to turn it off. And, um, the book, it's like an owner's manual for anyone that has psychic ability. And so many people are like, well, I don't really know Reiki. And I'm like, no, just as like for people that need psychic primer. Yeah. And, um, and you write it just like, it's just like hanging out with you. It's like a friend. It's not all weird. It's not like super spiritual. It's just like the facts in a way that's easy to read. Like you're having coffee. Well, I'm having, I'm writing, an, so I'm writing my third book. This was, this was my first book, The Art of Psychic Reiki, and we talked last time about my second book, Energy Healing for Empaths. Right now, I'm in the throes of writing my third book, which is called Awakening Your Psychic Ability. So that's sort of like this whole psychic thing, um, deep diving into it, and book writing. I always, as soon as I get into it, I'm like, why did I say I would do this? It's so hard to write books, but um, um, what? What helps me continue is is knowing that it helps people, I guess, on the other end. But um, yeah, and I I I really um, I really feel like my mission in life is to create, like I said, an army of healers, you know, to go out and and um, and share their gifts with other people. And you know, I I don't know. Do you think there's like so much people are afraid because people are afraid a lot. People are afraid of psychics. People are afraid of their other, of being psychic themselves. Do you feel like it's the media portrayal that makes people freak out about it or watching too many witch demon psychic movies or what? I think it's the media. Definitely all those like spooky paranormal shows are scare the crap out of people. But um, I was brought up uh, very skeptical and very like Yankee. So I thought that all psychics were like these fruit loopy, like weird fortune teller, dark weirdos, basically, until I met you. And I was like, wait, she's a psychic, but she's like a regular person. Because your vibe was just like a regular person. It wasn't creepy or like intense or. <laughs> well, you know. thanks. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. And I think a I lot of people think they're charlatans, you know, that they're fakes or they're just out to steal your money. I'm not saying some of them aren't because some of them are, you know, some psychics are creepy and charlatans, just like all people, some people are creepy and charlatans, but it, I don't think it's like automatically every psychic's a creepy charlatan. I don't think, you know, that's not true at all. Right. I used to watch um, the Long Island medium that when I first realized I had psychic abilities and I was like, I don't want to have big hair and dressed in gaudy jewelry, like, you know, <laughs> like these stereotypes of like, you have to be a certain way. And, but more importantly, I think people are so afraid that they're going to see things that are scary and dark. Mm -hmm. then, um, and that could again be movies and media during Stephen King or whatever, but you're, um, you're, you have a, your guide 
are yours. Like they don't do things to scare the crap out of you. They help you. Uh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of us had scary experiences as a kid. I did, you know, so I saw things and um, knew things and um, I'm a visual psychic. So I, you know, see everything. Um, and I think people with a visual psychic are like, if you, if you want a picture like the tortured psychic, that's the visual psychic who's like, oh, we say like, do you want to actually see what the growly thing under your bed actually looks like when you're a kid? You don't, you don't, you don't want to see, you know, you don't want to know that's TMI, right? So I, some, some people shut their psychics down, shut their psychic ability down because they had bad experiences when they were little, like, you, and, and it's not just seeing like spirits. Sometimes we see like what's really in front of us, you know, like the weird, crazy energy in your family, or, you know, you see like, why is uncle so-and-so so messed up? Like what's going on there? Like, and then your family's like, Shh, like, you know, like there's a lot of, um, kind of seeing the truth as well as seeing spiritual things. And we, we get the smackdown as children to make, to stop and just be normal and fit in. It's so hard. Mine was like, stop crying. Why are you so sensitive? And I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, it is interesting that um, there are certain types of people that I know are going to be psychic. And it's, for me, it's always the people that have the humongous emotions. And um, what is super cool about this book is that you go into how they can if they don't want to start with the psychic, that's fine. But they can kind of control and um, um, what's the word? Like modulate these humongous emotions because that's the first step. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, the, and really learning how we need some foundational skills when we're developing our psychic. We need a good foundation. And having a daily practice, a daily method to deal with your own emotions is one of the foundational skills. So I always recommend that people journal or meditate or, um, or do Reiki on themselves or, you know, get therapy or do whatever you need to do to kind of, uh, learn how to handle your own emotions. That's, that's one really crucial step. And then the other thing we need to know is really how to manage our energy. How do we ground ourselves how do we clear us it's it's nuts right now in the world and it's super hard for us psychics you know it's like crazy out there and and if you're sensitive um we need a way to like clear all the energy that we pick up um from other people from the world so good energy hygiene is a super important like a real stickler for that and i have a lot a lot of really practical tools in the book about how do we clear ourselves how do we stay grounded how do we put like our little protection bubble up around and the more you open your psychic ability the more you need those basics that psychic hygiene it's so crucial it really is and um it's funny there's so many people that are like i just don't look at it i don't look at it but yet they get super angry i just ignore them you know mm, i know I know. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's a legit choice. Like we all have a choice, like to shut down our, our psychic ability. And so there's sort of this irony here, like where a lot of times people are really psychic. They're afraid they're going to go crazy or people are going to think they're crazy because I always had that like drilled into my head. Like back when I was a kid, it was like, you ended up in the mental hospital. If you saw angels and talked to dead uncle Fred stuff, like, like it was not good to do that. Like, so we all kind of pretended it wasn't happening. And, and I think you can take it and really make yourself shut it down. But those are the people that I see go actually crazy. Like they're, they're, I don't know. I just think our, our gifts are 
for, meant for a purpose. You know, and if we can work, if we honor that, we accept it, we get some training, um, then they're not so scary. And we can, um, you know, I, I, it, it's like I, people ask me about that question. I'm afraid I'm going to see bad things. Like you see bad things 24-7 when you watch the news. Like you're, you're not going to see anything worse. There's nothing worse going in psychic world than what you see on the news on the day to day. And I don't know, it's almost like the fear of the unknown. Um, and that I think is a little to media. Like there's really not a demon under every corner. There's really not like, you know, like living people are scarier to me than spirits. I've never really been scared of spirits. But living people, me, that's a little scarier. Yeah, and I know with me when um I, I was so afraid that if I um if I looked into the psychic stuff that I would go crazy. But one thing that I think is really important is that to shut it down, like I know for me to shut down my psychic, I had to like shut down my like so much of myself. Yeah, you know, because it's all connected. But um, I was so afraid that I would go crazy and that people would think I was crazy. And I swear, the um, when I opened up, I never felt so sane. And people hardly ever. The worst people say is, "Oh, you're a psychic. I don't believe in that." And I'm like, "Okay, great. Like, you know, it's fine. Like, they don't throw me. Neighbors haven't tried to burn me. Like, you know." Yeah, I mean, I. I I mean, we live in New England, so things are a little more liberal here. I think it could be where you live in the world and where you live in the country even. Um, I, I was really afraid, especially publishing a book with the word psychic in it, was really coming out of the, the psychic closet in a big way, you know what I mean? And um, I, was, right. I, was, I was really afraid like of the haters. And um, and I, I remember when I did this book launch, I, I you know, it was all over my social media, and I got one person that said, um, you're an, you're an agent of Satan and it was around the holidays. So I, I misread it. I'm like, I thought it said I'm an agent of Santa. And I was like, Oh, that's so cute. They think I'm an agent of Santa, <laughs> but no, it was Satan, but you know, all right. I mean, you can't, I, I mean, the Bible is full of people having psychic experiences. So, um, Jesus was an incredible psychic. I'm just saying, you know, so I, I, I just, Think it's how we use the, like any other skill or tool like we can use it for the good we can use it for the bad it that's sort of that's sort of up to us you have a really interesting psychic gift it's really rare and i love it so you, you got a couple psychometry which is the ability to feel touch things and feel what's going on and you spend a lot of time your time working with antiques which is god god love you for doing that but what i love that you do is that the reading people's faces and really um, seeing what's going on with who they really are by looking in their eyes. Can you tell us a little about that? Yeah. So um, that is something I've always done. I thought just people, just, I thought everyone could do that. And, um, but you don't really stare in someone's eyes. But uh, in energy medicine school, we did eye gazing. And I was gazing at my friend's eye. And I started seeing, like, a movie, the history of, like, her life and her divorce and all the stuff. And I was like, what's happening? Um, and the more psychic, more my psychic develops, the more I can really just see everything about someone. And if people are uh, shy, they can literally send me just a picture of their eyes and I can tell everything about them. And um, I don't know how I do it. I just do it. And it's, um, it's, it's usually, I mean, it's always spot on. And um, again, it's, it's, it, I, um, it is such an amazing tool 
and it can be used for good, you know, or for bad, but I use it to just help them see the good in themselves and help them unpack. Like I see their childhood trauma. I see how they keep themselves stuck. I see their gifts, their greatest purpose in the world. I just see the whole person through their eyes. Yeah, and, and it's really good um, for dating. Like, you know, if you're if you're interested in somebody, you can send Lydia the, uh, you know, a picture of that person. And it's tricky because a lot of times now we meet online or we don't really know the person. We're trying to figure out who they are. We're looking at a picture on Tinder or something, you know, trying to figure it out. And she's, she's good at, I think, the dating matchy-matchy, you know, matching people, I think, is one of your specialties that way. Definitely. And if anyone is dating, it's a quick tip write this down, take a piece of paper, you take a piece of paper, I cover up half their face and look in their left eye and then I look in their right eye. So in their left eye, you will see um, their personality and that's who they're trying to be. But if you look in that right eye, that is who they actually are. And as human beings, we only look in each other's personality eye, this eye. And when people start looking at the other eye, they're like, Holy crap, like I never noticed how different people's eyes are. So if you send me a link that are, you know, send me a picture, I can help you. That's so funny, yeah. Um, I, I know, I've seen that. I've looked into people's eyes and seen that like one eye is crazy. And one eye looks normal and the other eye looks like crazy. So watch out for that one crazy eye. So let's take a look at your, um, how pe people can reach you. Let's take a look at your website, Lydia. Um, this is, it's LydiaDustin.com. And um, if you want to contact yeah. Lydia um, for uh, reading, um, you can go there and send her some, some pictures and contact her. Her stuff is really great. She does it sometimes by text and she's great. So, um, and thanks so much, Lydia. I'm super, always glad to have you. And if you want to reach me, you can find me on my website, LisaCampion.com. I would love to hear more uh, from you. I have so many actually free resources on my website. I have a free uh, four-hour video series for, to help sensitives manage their energy, that do those ground, clear, and protect things we were just talking about. Come on, come on here to my website, and you can sign up for um, for a free. I teach Reiki online, and I um, and I have this free um, gifts for you just for coming on. To, 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 it's one of my best classes, and I give it away for free. And if you want to um, check out my book, you can find my book, um, The Art of Psychic Reiki, also on Amazon and uh, any, you know, big, all the big bookstores have it now. So um, come and check it out. Uh, and I think, I think that's about where we're at. So thank you so much, Lydia, for coming on again. I love hanging out with you and talking shop with another psychic and thank all of you guys for joining us, joining in on the fun conversation that we're having today. Um, thank you so much for being here where we are saving the planet one person at a time right here on Empower Radio. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.